0: You most likely have no idea what a certified divorce lending professional is or why it matters to you if you own a home during divorce. And today you're going to learn all about that with Mike Foote, a CDLP whose practice is focused on helping divorcing homeowners make more informed decisions regarding their home equity solutions and building the divorce team they need to help identify potential conflicts between the divorce Settlement, the mortgage, and the real property. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Starting Over Stronger Show, where you'll find help and hope for your divorce survival and recovery. Divorce well, live well. Welcome back to the Starting Over Stronger Show. Today, we are here to talk about divorce mortgage planning, which is a holistic approach to evaluating mortgage options in the context of the overall financial objectives as they relate to your divorce. And trust me when I tell you, it makes all the difference for you as you go through the divorce real estate decision-making process. And today, I'm gonna have a conversation with Mike Foote. He's a CDLP, which is a certified divorce lending professional. Welcome to the show, Mike.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, great to have you here. Tell us more about you personally and professionally and what led you to become a CDLP.
1: You know, my name is Mike Foote. Obviously, I'm a sales manager at uh, American Financial Network here in Kansas City, which is a nationwide mortgage company. This is our Kansas City branch. Um I am, my certification is a CDLP, we call it Certified Divorce Lending Professional. That's uh, certifications issued by the Divorce Lending Association. So it's something that we have to train for specifically. I don't get to just call myself that. I have to take uh, a 40-hour class and then we have recurring whatever <laughs> education. <Please>. Duh, <laughs> think I and um, it's something that we're kind of advocates for divorce mortgage planning and like, and so it's an advocate. I'm not an advocate. I'm not an advocate for divorce. I was a child of divorce. And so I really just didn't wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, I've, I've had a lot so I've been in Kansas city my whole life. Um, except for, uh, I don't know, I was in the Navy for four years, but I came back and, um, have been married personally. I've been married 30, um, 37 years next month. There so, it um, it's a long time. And, um, we're still in testing phase though. Still, like, still the initial.
0: <laughs> Try it before you buy it.
1: <laughs> still on probation. Um, but so, no, the thing, where I just, you know, I've been in the lending business. We've seen so many things that come and we get them, we get it dropped on my desk after the fact. So it's been through everything. You have mediators, attorneys, and you have attorneys who tend to, I'm not going to attorneys, you know, but I'm just saying there's a lot of attorneys out there who t- tend to um, cut and paste a divorce settlements agreement. Yeah. So they're going to drop this language in here and that this is what they've always done. And that's what they mm-hmm. always do. So what happens then is it gets dropped on my desk and <laughs> uh, spouse is going to buy a house. And she comes to me and she doesn't have any income that I can't qualify, no qualifying income, or she, you know, is still attached to the other house in some way or debt, or there's so many different nuances there. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that, that I, one of the things that led me into this niche was that, um, I try to head some of that off at the past. We're never going to fix it all, but try to head it off um, early before the judge signs it Mm -hmm. help everybody make a, we call it a successful divorce. So I mean, successful as far as both parties are close to whole or at least on their way on their path back to whole, like that's kind of without coming to litigation Mm -hmm. and then coming in after everything, you think everything's done, and then you go to buy a house and you can't qualify because of what's in that divorce settlement. So I've seen that over and over and over again. So
0: Yeah. So would the fact that you're a child of divorce be related to your why for becoming a CDLP? Yeah. And
1: I I think probably it does. I mean, it's just, you know, obviously I was really young at the time and I was about like five years old, I think, but when my parents got divorced, but it's a thing that lives with you forever like i'm 57 now so it's like it's still thing that i have issues with, with those you deal with that all the time and i my daughter's divorced and i'm you know i'm watching my grandkids deal with that stuff and i just yeah. it's something that i mean obviously i don't have any part of any of that uh, with the kids but you know if i can help make it a little bit easier maybe a little bit smoother because it's a very emotional time. It's very hard on everybody involved. And maybe I can lessen the pain a little bit, or at least set you up for when you're, I try to be the voice of reason, and maybe I can set things up, help you set things up to come out of it as uh, on your way, you know, on your way, get that behind you and get it on your way.
0: Yeah. Well, the mortgage process is always messy, especially the closer you get to closing day and So adding a divorce into that, just throw
1: the two together, right. It's like probably (laughs) the two most tumultuous things you can do and then you throw them together at the same time. Yeah. And I've always kind of thrived in a turmoil. I think my wife says I (laughs) love to stir stuff up, but like, it's just a, um, if you have the two together and you know, I've seen people and I know you guys, you guys focus a lot on women and I've seen a lot of women who get, it's so overwhelming. And the whole divorce situation is overwhelming. And then you throw the mortgage situation in there. It's also overwhelming. And there's two things that you almost can't control
0: mm-hmm. at the same
1: time. And I see, I've see, i seen it so many times where they're like, I don't care. Just, I don't care. I just want it yeah. done. I just want it all done. They're
0: and all I'm trying problem. to tell
1: them like, no, yeah. that's not me. I know this is hard. And I yeah. know this The whole thing sucks. And I know you don't know me from Adam, but just listen to me. There's like, <laughs> just hold on. Like, just hold on like yeah. just hang tight and let's do a couple things and then i've had people come back and be like oh thank my, you know thank you thank you for yeah. doing that i'm glad i listened to you
0: yeah people need more helping professionals like that in the whole mess um you know that's i mean you're a lot like me i'm I, i've had somebody say about me that i'm that friend that runs into the burning building when everybody else is running right. out and i'm like yeah i guess so <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it's funny because I get all this stuff sometimes and just in the mortgage business alone, it's very, uh, it's high stress. It's just like you just get wound up sometimes. It's just yeah. so much stuff going on and last minute and everybody's yelling at you and you know, everybody's freaking out.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah.
1: And it's like, it's funny though, because. I used to uh you know 15 years ago or something and are just doing that stuff like I used to tell, everybody used to drink everybody used to do whatever like it's that's what we all did I don't do that anymore I haven't for a really long time and it's funny because the stuff doesn't bother me anymore so yeah. it's like it you just deal with it's probably cuz I'm old now I get the <laughs> old man wisdom yeah. but like you you just like there's so much stuff you cannot control right that you can't deal with all that stuff Yeah. So,
0: you mellow out um, when you realize I guess. Really little, how little you actually can control.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's, so there's so much. And and like I said, I really do feel for people that are going through it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the important and, part.
1: And, and the other thing is the, everything's different. Every single one is different
0: yeah. and
1: every, I hate monotony. And uh, <laughs> I it, like, it, you start dealing with divorces and things like that. Like, Thing. Well,
0: I think if you hate monotony, you have picked the perfect career. Right. <laughs> Probably never seen the same thing twice. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about the training to become a CDLP? I know you said it's a 40-hour course. Obviously, we don't need any details about all the training and all that. But just kind of what you learned to focus on that you maybe weren't looking at so closely when you were just doing general mortgage guidance. Yeah. When
1: I, and It's funny because I, I didn't even know it was a thing. I got introduced to it through a friend and... Um, I started looking into it and I was like, well, that's kind of neat. And so I went down to uh, the course, went down to Scottsdale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um I just kind of thought, you know, like a lot of these associations and a lot of these and real estate does the same thing. Come down here and spend a week and write the whole thing off and have catered food and you can get the sticker yeah. and you'll know, all done. So <laughs> I, I kind of thought it was going to be like that, right? I'm not going to lie. And then, but when I got down there, it was just the, uh, Jody is the president of the uh, Divorce something Association. And she has spent, focused on it for like 30 years. And she is like, she just started throwing this stuff at us. And it was just unbelievable. All the things, I learned stuff. I've been doing mortgages since 1997. So I learned stuff that first day that I was like, holy crap, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so th- the way that you could tweak things to make them work for someone who's in a divorce situation that you can't do. One, you can't do on a a normal refinance or something. And two, 95% of loan officers have no idea that you can do it. so the information is there and the way that you can structure these things and try to make every single one is like Rubik's cube. And we're trying to twist and turn and do and tweak and everything to try to make everything work because if it's income... It's the property. It's the title. It's the you know you have the appraisal. You have all these different all these different aspects of the whole thing, mm-hmm. and you're trying to jam them together and try to make it work. Try to make everybody happy.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm glad you you did go and take it because I have been trying to connect with CDLPs for going on four years as a divorce focused real estate agent with, and just you know, coming up dry left and right. There's just not a lot of you out there. So I want people to understand why working with a CDLP is so important over just any other mortgage professional, because just like with me and the, and the training that I got in, in divorce real estate as an RCSD, I learned just like you described, I learned things on that, trip and that training, I was just like, Oh my gosh. And I'd come back and talk to other agents about it. And they'd be like, Oh, I've never heard of that. I didn't know that, you know, so you don't, there's just so much to know. You can't know everything. So that's why specializing is so important. And why when you're going through a divorce, it is so important for you to select someone who specializes in what you're going through. So when do you usually step into the process with a client?
1: What we've been doing is like, I typically have an attorney will call me and say, this is what I've got. Like I have this or or mediators also, like I said, everybody's got a story. So it's always, there's always a setup. There's always an attorney or somebody telling you, "Hey, I've got this. Mm -hmm. Um, one spouse is doing this, one spouse is doing that, and here you go. And then, um, I usually tell them just the same thing, just have them call me, like call me. Let's talk it through and see what we have going on. Yeah. Um, the attorneys that I work with on a regular basis, that's what they know to, they've kind of learned to call me early mm-hmm. and let's see, cause maybe there's, I mean, typically in these situations, what I've seen a lot of is, and it's, it's a factor in the divorce is there's a ton of debt. Right, So there's a ton of revolving debt. There's a ton of installment debt. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. They got a first mortgage. They got a second mortgage. They got two car payments. They got 42 credit cards. So, and you you know, and I look at their credit report. I was like, well, this could be part of your problem. You know, money is a huge, huge, huge issue. And debt is a huge source of stress. So if you guys Mm -hmm. are squeezing out to make these payments. So what I try to do is look at what we're gonna do. One's gonna pay this, husband's gonna pay this, wife's gonna pay this, dah da, 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 And then see if I can qualify the spouse that I have. Yeah. In in the scenario that they're giving me. So hopefully we can do it early. And then I usually report back to the attorney and say, okay, this is what I got. And in order to do this, we're gonna to have to pay this, 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 you know, whatever yeah. the scenario may be. And let's um can you guys work with that? You know, is that something that we can do?
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, the sooner the better. That's probably true with yes. any of the help because after
1: the judge signed it, <laughs> yeah, judge, it's done. Like it's yeah. And right. the, the other big thing is like I think the last report I saw is like sixty eight percent of average Americans' wealth is tied up in the equity of their house. Mm-hmm. So that is why the house becomes such a huge issue. Yeah. In the divorce, because that's mm-hmm. where most of their equity is. Most of their wealth is in that. In that equity of that house, so yeah, um, that's what turns it into a giant issue and why they fight over it. Yeah, because uh, because of that.
0: Do you work with both spouses then? Because if you're getting a call from an attorney, that attorney is just representing one side. So do yeah, you I work can, with more yeah. of one than the other. I mean, obviously, it's best if you work with both. But what if one's cooperative and the other
1: isn't? Yeah, I usually do that. I usually tell people like I am a neutral party. Like yeah. I have you know, responsibility to do the right thing. So Mm -hmm. I usually typically just work with one and it seems to be a lot, The whichever spouses keep at the house. So, and that's a step one for me because I've got the attorneys sending stuff over saying, okay, this person wants to keep the house. Can they qualify for the mortgage Mm
0: -hmm.
1: by themselves? And that's because that's a big step for me because most of the stuff that I've seen in the past, they do that. I literally have a guy, my wife's friend, she works with my wife and she came to me and she's going to, husband was the, bringing zero to the table, not zero, probably not zero, but you know, <laughs> throughout their marriage and um, she finally got fed up with it. And so they went to, and I, I got in this after, right? Way after, way too late. And um, mm-hmm. she said, oh no, we're just using his attorney. We're both going to use his attorney, right? Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> red She's flag red number flag. one <laughs>
1: and and i told her like that's not your attorney that's his attorney you're just agreeing to his term their terms so um but they agreed that the husband was going to keep the house husband that didn't bring anything to the table was going to keep the house and refinance it in six months and she was going to move out and buy another house
0: sure he was <laughs> so
1: literally the guy's a beekeeper the guy sells honey right and so That was the whole problem was he didn't have any income. He wanted to bring the income to the marriage and they got two kids and she got tired of carrying all the weight, coming home, doing all this stuff. So now it's been three years and, um, there's, he
0: still hasn't refined.
1: No, no, still selling that honey. And, uh, so like I told her, you know, later, like that you didn't both use his attorney. I mean, she wasn't both of your attorney. That's what she said. She's just our attorney. I said, no, that's his attorney. You're agreeing to their terms. So yeah. step one, don't do
0: that. Yeah, right. And and that I mean that's a story I've heard so right. many times. I mean, it, there's there's precautions that can be taken on on that. You know, where you can you know put in timeframes. You know, it has to be refinanced by you know
1: sixty days is more than enough time to get it done.
0: You know, sometimes
1: so, yeah, and that's and what, so, if we're pre, if we're in on if we're in on the deal at ahead of time, then yes. Yeah. But even then, there's. So so many more. So now we get into the issue of support payments or any of that. Mm. So those that's the other thing that we look at is okay. So I'm going to so maybe the husband's got a huge 401k and I always say the husband and wife just because like whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's typically how things go.
0: We use I'm trying stereotypes. Trying. I'm not trying to be
1: stereotypical. <laughs> but I am stereotypes
0: are stereotypes for I a reason. A,
1: yeah. <laughs> I am a simple man with limited brain capacity. So, the, so say the husband has a big 401k and mm-hmm. he's going to pay her a lump sum. Yeah. So maybe she hasn't been working. She'd been home raising the kids. And so she's like, cool, I'm going to have $500,000. Uh-huh. Know, and the problem comes in when you go to, she's like, okay, I got half a million bucks. I'm going to buy this house. I need a mortgage. I'm going to keep some and I'm going to put you know, $100,000 down. You don't have any income. Like you have money in the bank. You don't have any income. Yeah. So, um, for qualifying purposes. So there, there are programs out there mm-hmm. where they can, they call it, uh, where they diminishing mm-hmm. assets and they take your assets and they say, Oh, divide it by whatever. And this is how much we're going to count per month. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. No, not terrible. but They're not the best programs rate wise and term wise and all that stuff. Yeah. So the problem becomes, do we, if if we can get in the, if we can get involved in that first if i can get involved in that up front and we say hold on a second let's let's split this up like let's make this support for a while until because we have to have 3 years continuance after the loan is done i have to show that you're going to receive those payments for 3 years so yeah. let's let's do uh let's split that 500,000 up and let's say she needs this much money to qualify and we will um put that much money in a alimony trust or a revocable living trust or something to pay it out every month or pay support babies every month in that amount until whatever, and then you can qualify out. So there's a lot of different things like that. And, and, you know, normal people wouldn't have no idea that, you know, like anybody in, it wasn't in our industry would think you're nuts. If I told you, you don't have any income, you've got half a million dollars in the bank. If you don't have any income, sorry, you know, and I've, and I've told people that.
0: There's divorce professionals, and I've been associated with some with recent cases that are should know better and do not know the difference between an asset and an income, and will argue that you know a woman who's going to get a equity split of one hundred fifty thousand dollars will be able to go out and rent or buy. with I had one no income, and I'm like. Do you not understand that those I are totally different things? <laughs> I had one had two billion
1: dollars. I had one is just two million dollars in the bank. Two billion dollars <laughs> that she got out of her settlement, and I was like, "Sorry, I mean that'd be nice. I wouldn't mind having two million dollars in my bank account, but right? Can't use well, shoot, it. at like, that point, just
0: go buy the house. That's what yeah. I told her. Go buy it if you want to
1: refi <laughs> later. Yeah, you know, just or take. uh She could take a distribution. You know, She was all in an investment account, so like you could do one of those. uh you could do a margin loan or something like that and mm-hmm. you'd be paying yourself. But, but I was, but it was the same thing. Like she's like yelling at me on the phone because I was like, I, you don't have the income. Like you have, yeah. you have an asset, you have money, but you don't have any income.
0: Today's show is sponsored in part by Mike Foot. Certified Divorce Lending Professional with American Financial Network in Kansas City, Missouri. Mortgage and divorce are hands down two of the most difficult processes any of us will ever face. So you can only imagine when you combine the two. How complex it could be, and how important it is to work with a certified divorce lending professional who can help you make more informed decisions regarding your home equity solutions and to identify potential conflicts before they occur without billing you for every hour of his time. Mike is not a stuffy banker or a pricey attorney, he is your friendly voice and helping hand. And best of all, he actually answers his phone. And and cares about what you need every step of the way. Call Mike today at 816-456-2678 and visit divorcelonehelp.com to learn more. So can could someone who wanted to keep the house refi before the divorce is final?
1: They can. Certain, yeah. I mean so there's ways to do it. Um, in like in Missouri. Here you could sign a waiver of marital rights. Uh, I think Kansas allows you to do that too. I don't really know about any other states, but the problem with that, I mean, and those are okay, and they'll work for the mortgage, and they will. They, you can do the mortgage purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm an attorney. I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving legal advice, yeah. never. But um, the problem is, like, is like I'm always like, what could happen? Probably wouldn't happen. It may not happen very often, but. It could happen is you refinance, you buy a new house or refinance a house because you can buy a house in Missouri with one person on the note, in mm-hmm. yeah. Kansas too. So if you, problem wouldn't happen is if say something happened after the fact, so you're still not divorced yet and spouse signs a marital waiver and you refinance the house, but then you get into whatever you might get, if something else happen, And then, or then the judge says, no, that's not an equitable thing. I don't think that's fair. That division wasn't equitable, even though the other spouse signed it and the judge can still screw the things up. So you have, yeah. so when that divorce is final, he can still put something in there that would be in there after the divorce, uh, after the waiver and it could mm-hmm. may still be okay, but it still could muddy up the waters. So yeah. your best case scenario is get the uh, agreement signed and then do what it says. But mm-hmm. the key is setting it up first place the first place yeah. to be what you need to be you know like mm-hmm. the other thing is that's credit cards so like they are everybody's got credit cards and car payments and stuff so typically and i had one i don't remember major divorce law firm that's uh nationwide mm-hmm. and it literally said like husband's gonna pay discover and wife's gonna pay visa and da 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 well they had if yeah like for one they had more than one discover right so he put Wife's going to pay, husband's going to pay Discover $4,300. Wife's going to pay Discover $2,200 Uh the account that was $2,200 balance. So the problem is that, like they don't specify and clarify that this is account number 1234. The husband's going to pay this account. This is account number 5678. Wife's going to pay this account. So the problem in lies when you go to refinance him, I've got to count all of that, everything as his debt. He's responsible for it, even though it says this, it's not clear. It's not clear. So. You have to count that in his debt to income ratio and it, kill, it just throws everything off. So a little bit of clarification goes a really, really long way.
0: Yeah. I mean, communication is everything and that's what's most lacking. And I think most of the time is the <laughs> people aren't communicating that obviously the spouses aren't communicating well, or they wouldn't be getting a divorce. And, and sometimes their attorneys aren't communicating well with each of the parties and or each other. And it just, you know, it all gets very, very muddy. And so that's why, you know, working with someone like you is so important, because, you know, there's so many different factors that can very easily get missed. And some of them might not be a big deal. And others might be life altering, you know, I mean, like major big deals. So, so definitely helps to work with somebody who knows all of the nuances of divorce and mortgage. And um, so I, I pulled a quote from the, um, oh, what's it called? The Divorce Lending Association, right? Um, your Credentialing Association for the right. city. healthy President and founder Judy Bruns um, had a quote on the site. And I just want to offer that and and get your thoughts on it. Um, You you said earlier, the house is 68% of the average American's net worth. So um, she goes on to say, so when real estate and mortgage financing are a focus of the divorce, divorce mortgage planning becomes very valuable to the divorce team, the spouses, and the divorce overall. So one's ability to apply... A holistic and ethical approach to home equity solutions is critical. You can't think traditionally when working with a divorce, real property and mortgage financing, but your knowledge and understanding of how intersected family law, financial and tax planning, real property and mortgage planning truly are is what enables you to observe, you know, your 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 clients, Mike. So how would you elaborate on that vision and purpose and what the CDLP offers to people going through divorce with a house?
1: One of the main things that we, and it's one of the things that I learned at this deal that I had known being doing mortgages forever, right? One of the simplest things is how you structure, it's just say in a refinance, and we're going to buy out your the spouse mm-hmm. and do an equity buyout. Mm-hmm. So Fannie and Freddie, FHA, VA, they all clarify and uh, specify the difference between a cash out refinance and a equity buyout. So a lot of people who don't know, a lot of loan officers, if you call up the bank and you say, I'm getting divorced, I have to pay my spouse, whatever, $25,000, that loan officer unknowing, not, not knowing is going to say, okay, well, that's a cash out refinance and you can only get of the appraised value of your house for that, right? That's common knowledge in the industry. So as a CDLP, we we learned that, and and it's in the guidelines, so anybody who knew the guidelines could know this, but the other thing a lot of loan officers will tell you, will say that it's an equity buyout and they use the keyword buy and they say you have to purchase the house and therefore you have to purchase it from them, right? So also incorrect. So if you're on title, as long as you're on title for 12 months, the person who's refinancing, you can do this equity buyout says I can treat it as a rate and term refinance, which means I can get a better interest rate and I can get a higher loan to value. So my house is worth $100,000 and I'm saying $100,000 because that's how I can do the math. Yeah. So if <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough fingers. So if, so if a house is worth $100,000, now I can borrow 90% of that value. For an equity buyout at the rate term interest rates, I don't get penalized for going over 80%. Yeah. If it's a cash out refi, I can only go to 80% of the value and I get penalized for on my interest rate for having a rate term. So what that does is just saves you. One, it saves you a ton of money. Two, it allows you to access the equity that you need to pay that spouse off. Because sometimes they have to, if you, they only do eighty percent, next thing you know, you're doing a, a home equity line of credit to get the rest of the money to pay them off. And mm-hmm. so, there's a lot of things like that that we go into um, and look yeah. at from a different angle. Yeah, divorce In- yeah, related income and alimony and stuff like that, are also other things. Um, traditional loan officer look at an alimony payment as a liability and they're going to take that and they're going to say you make x number dollars and now i'm going to take this alimony payment deduct it from your income and that's going to be included in your debt ratio and that's not how we do it so what they actually allow you to do is deduct the alimony from your income before you calculate the debt to income ratio which lowers the debt ratio Hmm. it's a completely different way to look at it yeah and um It's, I mean, and when I say that most people don't know it, um, the company that I worked for, uh, I had a loan that we did that for and the underwriter said, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You can't do that. And I said, yes, you can. And I, you know, and I said, here's where you find it and go look it up. And they sent the thing back to me by an hour later, like, wow, I didn't even know you could do that. So, (laughs) right. So I was like, man, I should have better money. (laughs) <laughs> I should have better a hundred bucks, but uh, yeah. so, I mean, so, the, so that it's just, the, I mean, it sounds nerdy mortgage stuff, but that's the things that you need to kind of know to go into this deal because it's a whole, like I said, it's a whole new world. Every deal is different and everybody's well, got their own
0: things. Everybody's there's the just, thing. you know, obviously listeners can hear there's a ton here to learn and to know. And how could you know it all when you're not even in the industry when most of the industry professionals don't even know it? So, you know, you need a CDLP if you've got this issue going on during your divorce with the house. So what else, is there anything that we haven't covered that you would want listeners to know about the CDLP process?
1: One of the other things that... Um and I have to tell attorneys and stuff this all the time, but because also when you enter into the divorce arena, you realize that it's an expensive, uh, undertaking. And, um, you know, you start talking about billable hours and things like that. All the services that I do are, I don't charge people. I can't charge people the equal, yeah. uh, equal credit opportunity. So I tell people like, I'll be your resource. I'm going to help you out. And I don't charge a fee. My company pays me to close loans. So. Yeah. That's when I get paid. Is when the when when the mortgage is closed. So mm-hmm. if something happens and you come to me and it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I like you, a realtor. You know that we work do a lot of stuff for free. And, yeah. Um, it comes with the territory, and it's just part of the game. But so a lot of people can't understand. You know, can't comprehend that.
0: Yeah. But can't.
1: so people can, they can reach out and ask me questions all the time, and uh, and it's free. It's free. work free.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah that's for sure and you know on on top of that you know your attorney is a legal professional they're not right. a mortgage professional they're right. not a real estate professional they're not a financial professional so stop using them like that because you're paying more money and getting worse advice, frankly, in most situations, because that's not their industry. So, you know, use, utilize them for the legal aspects of your divorce and then utilize the other resources on your team to lower your costs significantly of your divorce. And obviously that includes a CDLP in this case. So
1: I tell, this is what I tell people, right? you don't want to come to me for legal advice right <laughs> so don't go to him or, her or your attorney mm-hmm. for mortgage advice because yeah. we're on the same scale you know what I mean like I know as much about the law as a lot of them do about mortgage stuff so yeah. um stay in your lane man and yeah. like I don't I don't try to get into their lane and um, I most of them have mortgages, you know. That's and they're not any different than you when it comes to getting a mortgage. I've done mortgages for attorneys; they're just the same. As, they're just the same as all the rest of us. They don't know any more about it than than you do. Yeah. So, um, don't come to me for legal advice, except that you need an attorney referral. I can price it you one. but um, don't come to me for legal advice and and don't go to them for mortgage advice.
0: Absolutely. Well, if they do want to get mortgage guidance for their unique divorce concerns, how can they reach out more and learn more from you, Mike?
1: They can go to my website. Um, I've got, I, know, I got a couple of websites, but the basic, the probably the one of her applications and stuff is just my name is Mikefoot.com. I have, if you want some informational, uh, articles and things on divorce, and there's just a ton of articles on my divorce website, mm-hmm. which is divorce and it there's just uh, you can just sit there and read articles all day long and learn all you want to know about divorce on that thing, um, <laughs> stuff that you just never thought about. But I mean, that's how the business is. That's how the yeah. the divorce industry and arena is. Is it's just crazy stuff all the time. So things yeah. we'd never think about.
0: Very good. Well, thank you for being here and sharing your thoughts and experiences with us and listeners. Hopefully, you caught that, Mike Foot dot com or DivorceLoanHelp.com if you'd like to learn more. And I hope this has offered you some great insight on your situation today. Thank you also for following Starting Over Stronger on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. If you need to know where to find me on any of those channels, let me know. You can connect with me at StartingOverStronger.com. And I just thank you for being here, for following my work as I strive each day to bring you the help and hope you need as you go through the divorce. And I want to thank you also for sharing each episode as you listen so that others can find this help and hope too. Thank you again, listeners, for joining us today. Remember, doing divorce alone is not recommended. Reach out. There is help as you divorce and hope as you are starting over stronger.